Jordan is on best. Harper's on Miller. Welcome to another edition of the Indy Cornrows Podcast. I am your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started, if you have not already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out, gets us some uh, some reviews. Uh, actually, I think it's like the more reviews and, and ratings you have, the higher you rank in the search order, which we, of course, want that. You know, we're, we're covering uh, the hell out of the Pacers, so we always appreciate uh, a- any support in that way and all the stuff that you guys have been doing for us already. Um, I'm joined today... As always, by editor extraordinaire and, and my co-host Tom Lewis. Tom, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Yep. Yeah, we need all the help we can get coming to you after a uh, preseason sweep in Cleveland. Uh, I'm good not uh, okay. I guess that's the first question I'll ask you. How how <laughs> uh, are you worried about it or like what are you? Are you... <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. I want to make sure. I was I'm like, just, I am... uh, yeah, it's it's more the you know general preseason. Um, you know, games, it's hard to get too excited about it, but it's fun to get excited when you see certain guys doing things. But um, like the first quarter today for the Pacers. But in general, yeah, uh, there's not many concerns when you consider, you know, the players that were on the court at certain times during the game and, and just how it went. So, but plenty to talk about with the style of play, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think the biggest thing I want to mention too, um, I mean, when the starters were actually playing, I, I don't believe it was particularly close. I mean, obviously there was the, the Cavs had that run in the second quarter, but that was also largely against the Pacers bench. Um, there was also, I mean, there were some stretches where they, they allowed the Cavs to get back in the game. But overall, I mean, I think you look at the fact that two starters were out tonight. I mean, Miles was obviously out. Um, TJ still was not playing. So, I mean, you just kind of take things with a grain of salt. Um and I think that brings us to our first point. Miles was out with an undisclosed illness, um, which is a little bit concerning. Did that kind of raise anything for you? I mean, obviously, I think it's hard to not look at that and um, be like, oh, shoot, what is what do we mean by that? Is, he, is it actually the flu or is this a, is this a COVID-19 diagnosis or quarantine or something? So I, I think that was uh, that was my first thought, at least. Yeah, I mean, historically, that has ranged from, you know, anything from the flu or the cold or uh, food poisoning or hangover to, you know, <laughs> now it's much more dire seeing that because you don't know what it is. And, and, uh, so uh, fortunately they have a few days off before the next game and, uh, we'll see if anything more comes from that. But, um, uh, I know that, you know, they, they're tested every morning and, and they aren't cleared to go out until they're, they're done testing. And, um, so it seemed like it was kind of a late stretch. So, Maybe it was just a built-in in rest. Let's hope that's the fact. That's the case until we know otherwise. I guess. Yeah. No. Definitely. I agree. And um, especially too. I mean, I didn't get to ask you about this. What did you think of Miles's first game? I actually thought. I mean, he looked great. Um, just it, obviously, again, it's in preseason, so you kind of take things with a grain of salt. But in the flow of the offense, he looked. Uh, he looked a little bit more crisp than he had last year, obviously. And um, I don't know. He seemed a little bit less gun gun shy on some of the threes that he took. Um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty intriguing oh, so far. Yeah. yeah, he definitely looked like he he had been given the green light without a shadow of a doubt 
um, and actually, you know, it didn't look that bad um, offensively when they're five out and there's all that room. And I, I couldn't help but think of a, a guy like TJ Warren or, or Jeremy Lamb who could slash in amongst all that space um, and create and, um, and open up more shots possibly uh, for Miles and or score themselves. Um, so, you know, I think defensively it is going to be interesting because of the pressure they're, they're ex- extending um, and, you know, trying to play with those two guys. It, it um, is going to, it's going to wear somebody out, whether it's the opponent or the Pacers. Um, it, it's going to be uh, interesting to see if they can keep up on both ends. Yeah, no, I agree. That's one thing that stands out immediately, the pace of play and also looking at the defensive end. I mean, normally, you know, just from what, what we're so used to watching with Dan Burke defenses are, you know, you stick to your man and help will come from the weak side if you're getting attacked at the rim. But otherwise, I mean, you're kind of on, on an island a little bit and everything's getting funneled into miles. Well, now, I mean, the Pacers are sinking into everything in the paint and it looks a little, a lot, well, not a little, it looks a lot like what the Raptors do um, just with the, kind of screaming closeouts, which has bitten the Pacers a little bit. I think that's one thing I looked at. Like, um, I do wonder how willing they're going to be able uh, going to be to do that with TJ McConnell out there because he was uh, – there were a couple of corner threes that got let up because, he, I mean, even if TJ closes out as, as well as he can, he just doesn't have the length to contest those. So I wonder if they'll change that up throughout the season. But, um, yeah, I, I think that kind of brings another thing up for me, um, not even in terms of the defense. Um you know, what did you think of Malcolm's game tonight? Because I think something that stood out to me is uh, he's struggling at rim a little bit still. He's looking a lot better from three, a lot more comfortable. He's getting easier looks. Um, but he yeah, he missed like two or three bunnies at, right at the rim today. Yeah. And it's kind of a continuation of last year. It's something that we're maybe hoping to see change up a little bit. Obviously, again, it's one game, but I, we do yeah. have to have something to talk about. So, <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of funny because early last year I felt like once he got to a certain point in the lane, it, it was in, you know, he's going to find a way to score it. Um, but um, yeah, he's, he's got, you know, I guess, like you say, I'm not that worried about it. I, I'm more, um, more buoyed by the fact that he looks comfortable uh, from behind the arc and the type of shots he's getting um, are going to bode well for, for everybody. Um, and if, uh, if the biggest thing he has to, you know, figure out and get, get right is, Finishing at the rim, I think that'll be uh, that'll be a good thing for for the team overall. You know, once they get playing their normal minutes and normal rotations and everything. So, um, but yeah, it, it was frustrating <laughs> when the guy. You know, I, I feel like it was a classic uh, Mark, Mark Monteith theorem game. Um, you know, he always says it in these NBA games in particular. Team gets out by ten points real early. You see it a lot. Um, they're dead. <laughs> a lot of times they end up losing uh, just because there's that little let up. Pacers got up by 20. You have that little let up, and, and then uh, the other team chips way back in, and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they got a battle on their hands and um, can't quite get that early rhythm back again. And, and definitely felt like the Pacers were like, all right, we got our work in when we got that 26 to 6 lead, at least the starters, you know. Um, and then that's kind of how it ended up playing out from there on. So, um, yeah, I guess, it, but back to Brogdon, you know, um, he, his all around game is, is got to figure out where, where it fits with everything they're doing. And I think with both holiday brothers out there as well, it's, it's kind of a different 
different look, obviously smaller for that group. So um, he, he's kind of doing something a little bit different. Uh, but uh, definitely, you know, you know, there's there's always some concerns you can raise there, preseason concerns. Let's yeah. qualify that. Yeah, totally. And well, I mean, that there are a couple of things I want to hit on off that. But first, um, just talking about the sheer volume of threes right now, if you look at it, obviously finished with 42, to, I mean, 40 threes tonight, uh, 44 on Sunday, which would have set the franchise record. Um, and the team <laughs> high last year was 42 in the regular season. Um, so obviously a blazing start. I, I you know, I, I, Tony and Adam talked about it on lockdown this morning. Um, and I, I mentioned it when I was talking to Evan Damrell of Locked On Cavs yesterday. It's kind of amazing because, you know, for the first time in three years, we've uh, instead of, you know, idly waiting for, for more threes and more transition looks to come and then preseason hits and, and they do not come and then they don't come the regular season. But now we come out and the things that we've been hearing about all offseason are, are coming to fruition. It's just kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, actually. And I know after the game, uh, the said, you know, he's happy with the number of threes. That's about where he wants to be. Um, and, you know, they shot it decent. But, you know, it's also, you know, talking about that quick start, those threes and that pace, you know, that giveth and it taketh away in a hurry. Yes. So um, it, it just kind of know, feels like to me like – Something a, you got to get used to. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like very much so like the spread offense in football, I feel like. Like, you know, it's all well and good, but then you get to the red zone a little bit and you struggle with less space <laughs> right. on the field. It's not the same thing, but I, it always just kind of like whenever you, I remember watching Oklahoma and Oklahoma state play a bunch when I was like growing up and I was still really into football. Um, and those games were just always crazy shootouts. So it ended up with like, look, look, looking like a college basketball score. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's the, one of the things that was interesting to me. I think in the first game, I felt like some of the shots were forced. Like I do not think at all that, and I, again, it's preseason, but, um, I think if Domas is taking five threes in a game, that's uh, that's not exactly what we want to see. Um, he took two today. One was from the corner. And I think that's where you want to get him at least to start. Just get him working from the corners. Um, because I think the the corner three he took looked a lot. looked It missed, but it looked a lot cleaner than, uh, than his three from above the break. Um, yeah. The fact that he's taking them is still huge, and I, I love that he's taking them. But um, I think – you know, finding that balance. There were a couple, like there was a Aaron Holiday took a shot that was um, from like six feet beyond the arc. And I, they were taking it in rhythm, so you don't want to fault it. But at the same time, he like bonked off the front of the rim. You could tell it was short uh, before, like right when he left his hand. So uh, I think, you know, sifting through and finding what the, you know, what's the balance? Because I, I think I counted it out last game. They had five shots that weren't in at the rim. I mean, not at the rim, that weren't in the paint or outside the arc, which is like the complete right. antithesis of what the Patriots have been um, for like the last five or six years. So um, finding that balance, because obviously there are guys who are fantastic at scoring in that that other area. And I think part of that will change when TJ Warren comes back in the lineup, uh, which it's sounding like he's not going to make any of the preseason games. Um, but that, that's just kind of where I'm coming from. I don't anticipate this team to shoot 43s a night, um, but I would also counter too. I mean, they're looking good doing it. Like it's not, uh, it's not, Yeah. I, I, I don't love when people are like, oh, well, they're just going to play like the Rockets. Well, first of all, the Rockets are, they're good at what they do. It works for them. So I, I don't, I, it m might not be your brand of basketball, but um, what, what they're doing, I mean, the guys on the roster, there are the right pieces in place for, for the team to run like this. Yeah. And yeah, I love the, the one, you know, as you mentioned that about the break three from Sabonis, it made that the rim, but he was, 
ready to follow it. Like well, yeah, he didn't record like a, scratch all. He just took it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, like a CMO sixth grader following the shot, got the dunk. So <laughs> yeah, um, classic fundamentals. But uh, um, it, it, yeah, it, it, you're right. Especially a guy. I feel like obviously he's been been shooting it pretty well. But Aaron Holiday feels like it's like he's been opened up. Like, yes. you know, he's looked he really can't good. take enough threes. And, and when he takes them, he's, he's ready to fire. And, um, you know, he, that's a big difference maker. So, um, that was a nice thing, you know, obviously they got up to that, um, quick start and things got fell off, but really, you know, you had your top three bench guys weren't available because two of them were in the starting lineup and Jeremy Lamb's out. So, um, you know, that, depth at least showed up in, in at the start of the game and and uh now we just gotta get everybody healthy and, and moving at the same time yeah exactly um another thing that i do want to talk about too um because we're going to talk about vic but we're not going to talk he'll be our last segment um actually no we're going to take a break real quick and then we will come back and talk about the rest of it so um stay tuned we will be back in, uh, in just a second welcome back pacers fans all right so um I want to talk about Keelan Martin for a second, Tom. Um, I tweeted about this before the game, or I guess like right at the beginning of the game, about you know how excited I am for Keelan Martin and uh, you know what he brings. He can be kind of that versatile guy who maybe can play the four and keep Justin from having to play the four. Because as good as Justin is at playing the four, he should not have to play the four. That's asking too much of him. Um, he's looked good. I've really liked and enjoyed Keelan Martin. And I don't want to say that he's locked um, into – that that roster spot but it feels like you know his play the amount of time that he's gotten on court I mean he's gotten the most out of all the guys who are end of bench um and just the fact that he has a a year and a half contract basically I mean it's the second year of his contract's partially guaranteed so it's harder to cut him um I feel really positive about him uh, as a player for the team he, he really is, is is showing some stuff that um it just kind of reminds me of Jakar Sampson last year. Obviously, very different players, but you, I just mean yeah. like um, they bring something tangible that that you can kind of feel when they're out there on the on the court. Yeah, and certainly has a more all around, well rounded game um, than Jakar. He may not. Be oh yeah, strong certainly, certainly. Defensively and rebounding, you know, I mean, there's a give and take there. But I mean, he is like, I mean, he just solid. Like, I feel like already it's like okay. You can trust that nothing crazy is happening when he's out there, and he also can produce. Um, so he, he's been a nice bright spot. I had have to give a uh, quick shout to a friend of mine, Mike Knapp, because he mentioned this the other day, and I laughed um, after the first game. But it's like you know, basically he traded um, TJ Lee for Keenan Martin, and I think you know he got the better of that deal right now. And it's right; it's like that that kind of spot in the rotation where you might not need it every night but sometimes you gotta have that that more versatile front court player to like you say keep justin from having to hammer down on on bigger guys um and, and still have a guy who can step out and and comfortably shoot the three you know martin gives you that that option so that helps to extend the depth and i think yeah, yeah I, I would be surprised if he wasn't you know not only on the on the roster which I probably wouldn't have said two weeks ago. I had no idea how things were going to shake out, but just watched him play. Um, you know, he's kind of doing, uh, he's having a, you know, where Ed Sumner's your one, two, maybe three wing guy. He's a three, four wing guy, kind of in a similar 
type role, I think. And we'll see, you know, they, they, they may be swapping out depending upon matchups and things like that um, in the rotation. But um, I definitely think it gives another option um, for Bjorkman to work with. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that's the biggest thing, too, just having that versatility, like you're mentioning. Like, it's awesome that you can play Justin at the four, but if you have somebody who's actually got the size to play there, or even then, he's still kind of small to play the four, but he's, he's a lot sturdier. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah I, he's I just think it's, it's important. He's playing him. center at the end of the game. So. <laughs> yeah, don't remind me. That was a, It was fun to watch, um, but I really hope we never see that during the regular season. Um, I was I well okay so I'll, I'll just be honest I was watching a legal stream because I uh, do not I, I I tweeted this out the other day I'm in this awesome sweet spot where I can't watch the you know I can never watch the Cavs Detroit game I can't watch Cavs Detroit and I can't watch Cavs uh, Indy either um, or oh, just yeah. any of the three teams against each other gosh I can't speak uh, because I'm in this nice little dead zone where I don't get Fox Sports Detroit I don't get Fox Sports Indiana and I don't get Fox Sports Ohio. And then League Pass blocks all three games out for me. Um, so oh, I can get yeah. the Indiana games when it's in oh, Indiana. Even... But, um, oh, okay, okay. But, yeah, oh, but yeah, yeah, just anytime yeah. the Indy plays those two teams. Oh, I'm my just, God. Uh, yeah, so I had to watch uh, – I had to listen to Austin Carr today. And not that I dislike him or anything, but he was, uh, <laughs> he was like, getting uh, pretty excited about Andre Drummond <laughs> beating the crap out of Jakar Sampson in the post. I'm like, well, Jakar is, like, you know, half the size of Andre Drummond. So there is that. Um, yeah. Because that, that's one of the points I wanted to bring up. The team rebounded, honestly, horrendously today. Um, yeah. I have to look at the starting lineup numbers. Uh, they're not putting out the lineup numbers on NBA.com for the preseason games. Uh, so those are harder to find currently. Um, but, I mean, out-rebounded 52 to 33. I think a lot of that was because of the bench. Um, but at the same time, the there was there, there's still been some long rebound concerns um, with the starting lineup, I, I think we were kind of seeing that um, today, and we saw it in the last game as well. Um, obviously, part of it's you know Miles is out. Uh, having t- even though TJ is not a good rebounder, I mean he's a big guy who is out there and theoretically like can keep somebody off the glass, but he, he doesn't do it super often. But um, I mean, just granted, if you have him out there instead of Aaron Holiday, you're probably going to rebound slightly better. Yeah, and I mean I'm some even. Uh... Bjork would complain about it after the game. It's obviously the rebounding. So, game one, I think it was the turnovers, um, which were. There were less of today. That yeah. was good. I think there were only 12 yeah, turnovers. Were, today. That was much improved. Um, but, you know, I felt like that first game, a lot of those turnovers were just like guys trying to keep that pace and making plays and making, um, you know, errors of aggression, which I guess are better than errors of being passive and not, not trying to. You know, just flat out not taking care of the ball. But, yeah, um, so that was improved there. But, yeah, the rebounding went the other way, and obviously Miles wasn't there. But, um, um, you know, that is an, has always, you know, kind of been an issue with this this, this group. Um, so it's definitely something that um, is kind of scary when you see that, that big of a differential no matter who's out on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, so we'll see how that kind of develops. Um, and I feel like that's something too. You really, uh, can you really work on rebounding until you're playing against another team? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll find out with that. Um, I just think given personnel, it's always going to kind of be a weak spot, but um, so Jakar Sampson was tossed after stepping over Isaac <laughs> Coro. 
Um, a lot of Pacers fans are getting heated on Twitter. I was fine with it. I thought it was honestly pretty deserved. Um, I don't know what your thoughts were on it. I just uh, I thought it was interesting that people thought that it wasn't kind of deserved. I'm like, dude, it's just a preseason game. He was getting a little chippy. Um, I mean, you yeah, can kind of see like mess it's like standing right <laughs> over Isaac Coro on top of him. I mean, come on. I think it's fair. Like, it's not like I, it's not like either guy was trying to do anything like malicious, but yeah, it's yeah, a preseason yeah. game, you know. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna mess around with that. And you know, I, you know, Coro, he, he's got a little spirit to him uh, the way he plays. So I'm sure there was some uh, you know some chippiness already going. So, uh, but you know. Like they say, the second guy always gets caught. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, I think uh, the car is playing like, all right, fine, I'll go shower. Yeah, no, that's Perhaps a good point. Tell. That is a good point. Yeah. Um, also, was there any update on Doug? Uh, I know that he was. He obviously didn't come back into the game after bumping knees with Dylan Winter. Yeah, um, yeah, that was the only thing I saw was like, a, you know, whatever, a contusion, which is a, a good word these days, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, they pulled the plug on him real quick, though. Yeah, I so, wasn't surprised. As soon as I saw him hit the floor, I was like, oh, he's out. He's just going to be out for the yeah. game. It's preseason. Why would you risk it? Um, so, yeah, that's that would be interesting to keep note of. I'm not, like, super worried about it or anything. It will be interesting to see if Goga actually plays against Philadelphia. Um, I, I mean, they, he was debatable to play tonight. He, I think he was listed yeah. as questionable before the game. He ended up sitting on the bench. Um, so we'll be certainly waiting to see that because Goga is Goga just does not have a good good run of uh, non postseason or regular season basketball. Anything that happens in the preseason, just count Goga out. Summer league, a preseason itself, uh, Goga is uh, is gonna unfortunately not be there. It seems like. Yeah, no, I thought he was gonna get some get some time today. I know before the game. Um... Bill Oakland said he was hoping he'd be available, but that they had he had to go out and see him, uh, going through his, you know, pregame work and and see how he felt. So obviously that didn't go well. So um, yeah, it is the lost opportunities for development in, you know, against real NBA guys is is uh, really stacked up for for Goga over the you know last summer and and now into this preseason. So um, we'll see. He's going to be – whatever he's doing now is going to be on the fly. Yeah, exactly, which is – yeah, I'm hopeful, man. I, I still have no idea where the minutes are going to come from for him, but we'll, uh, we will see yeah. on that. Um, and they will need him against Philadelphia. Uh, if, we, if, if we got beat the shit out of on the glass by Cleveland, um, wait until playing Philadelphia. I Joel Embiid's <laughs> probably going to play like 20 minutes, but still. Yeah. Um, so, all right, before we talk about Vic, was there any uh, anything else that stood out to you that you wanted to bring up? Uh, well, a couple of comments caught my ear after the game. Um, both Vic and Domas referenced how generic they were playing compared to what they were doing in practice. Yeah. Um, mainly offensively, but also defensively. So, um, because, like, they were saying, we're not even ready to do this yet, but but you know, it sounded like you know they they had more going on, and Vic even referenced um, um, something about you know we haven't even come close to getting in his bag of, of goodies. So um, obviously, I think defensively, you know, they've been pretty straight up. You know, you know we're not going to see any box of ones in preseason, <laughs> yes. anything like that. And um, but you know they're saving that to 
to uh, shock and awe, I guess, uh, at, at when they needed it in the regular season. But uh, so that that was just one thing that, that kind of stood out. It's just like, you know, obviously it's kind of like in, in football kind of preseason. You're, you're playing it straight up and, and seeing how you do and getting your work in and, um, and saving the goodies for when you really need them when it counts. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. Um, that's something that has stood out for sure. They're really not running a lot in the offensive end. And Caitlin pointed that out on Twitter as well. Um, it just felt like a lot of, okay, drive and figure out once you get to the rim, you know, like um, yeah. I, I'm sure that that's part of, I mean, Nate Bjorkren talked about, um, you know, before the game on Sunday, I believe, I mean, Saturday, um, talked about how they'd been just hammering defense. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that's, that's definitely noticeable on court. Um and we're going to see more with that, of course. It's well, it's the difficult part of talking about preseason, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess all right, we can talk about Vic now. And I, I want to talk about the good first. Um, and again, this is a preseason preseason pod, so I don't want to. I'm not trying to sound too difficult or anything. But there is stuff that I noticed that I thought we we should point out. Um, Victor was awesome defensively. I think this is the best he's looked defensively uh, since he has come back from injury. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, he definitely is moving around well. Um, and, you know, I feel like his – what everything, the handle, the shot, everything is still trying to come together for him. Um, but physically, it seems like he, he should be getting to a point where he can trust it, you know. Um, and I know after the game, he mentioned that he's got to get used to being fast again. Yeah, yeah, he did <laughs> mention that. funny. That was funny. Um, I also, and, I gotta yeah, say, but, I love his uh, his rapport with Wes. Is, it always gives me a crack. They always uh, they always <laughs> yeah. have some something to say to each other <laughs> during uh, during pressers. But um, continue. Yeah, but you know, but that that's kind of you know that that really made sense when you think about um, you know the, it's a it's a rhythm game and and you gotta feel comfortable. It goes back to that first game, all the uh, you know the turnovers, guys. I think we're a little over their skis going too fast at times, trying to push it and make plays and, and their, you know, their brain was moving ahead of their body or vice versa sometimes. So, um, so I, I think that's where it is. So it is it, just, and also, you know, I think with that, that smaller group out there, um, you know, I guess I don't love the combination all the time. I mean, obviously it's good for spreading the floor and opening it up, but it, it, create some some difficulties i think across the board so um we'll see what did you think yeah um so with vic defensively um i thought i mean he, i thought he was fantastic he was rotating awesome like doing an awesome job rotating as the low man which i thoroughly enjoyed he's one of the best at that drew a charge um he blew up a couple lobs which the pacers really sniffed that out they uh struggled yeah. a little bit with the larry nance weak side lob um in the game on Saturday and they blew that up every single time it happened this game, um, which is kind of cool seeing those adjustments happening just between preseason games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just thought overall I played really, he was uh took a, I mean, he, I, I always think he's never been like the complete shutdown guy that people think on, on ball. And he's really just a, a lot of, a lot of what makes him a really good defender is the stuff that he does off ball and, um, yeah, I think he's still kind of regaining some of that on ball, but off ball. I mean, I just thought he was doing so much that that looked really good. Um, my thing that I really wanted to point out is that he is not driving very much. 
Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm still like, do you think that part of that's just because it's preseason or, um, or, or what are your thoughts on that? Because I just in yeah. watching, it feels like um, he is a little bit uh, he, uh, hesitant to, to, to drive in. And, and when he does, he does end up having to pass out a lot. He was really not getting to the room with ease. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, that definitely is where you can tell he's still not comfortable. Like I say, maybe he's just not trusting it. Because he, you know, he really struggled with that um, in the bubble, and um, you know when he came back. But he, you know, at that point, you know, you could tell that the full burst wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, it's you know, and this is the great if with Vic is you know if he's got all that quickness and speed back, is he still going to have that lift to go in there and rise up, um, and and go through somebody uh and, and you know that, that that's the final piece i guess for him for his game physically um and and there's gotta be some doubts for him when he goes into that lane yeah well so, that's a also um that he he tried to dunk over andre drummond i do want to say i thought that was a there uh, drummond got no ball on that in my like i just yeah. especially when they showed in the replay like i get missing that in the in the heat of the moment but that, i just wanted yeah. to that, that was one of the things that I definitely noticed. It wasn't like Vic, I mean, clearly would have been able to dunk that, but I, I, I thought that was a definite foul. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, you, you got to go for it and, and take those hits. Yeah. Even Which still, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like it was encouraging to see that he even went for it. I thought. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for him to be, be more effective and I think more engaged, it's, you know, getting in there and getting the fouls and getting the wine and, and, um, and being that all around guy, and you know, I still, you know, everything has been talked up to this point, but you know, just that the how he plays with Brogdon and, and who's doing what, when, and where, um, is, is something that still, you know, is always going to be kind of a work in progress here. So, um, you know, I, obviously, I think Vic wants to be, be that guy, um, but, um, but he's still, I don't think, quite there, ready to do that. And so, um, that, you know, that that's where it, we go. We've been back. You know, we've been talking about most of the, most of the not summer, but whatever it has been, November, October. Uh, you know, it's going to be a could be a rough start here, and we're seeing here in these preseason games where they, you know, they're still developing um, what they're doing under Bjorkman and. And despite the familiarity of all the faces, you know, they still got to do it together. And especially those guys, you're, you're you know, critical two leaders with the ball in their hand. Um, you know, got to figure it out and, and uh, play, play at a higher level for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, I, I think the last thing I would want to iterate too, uh, again, it's just preseason, uh, but we're just pointing this stuff out because we're seeing it. Um and I, I think overall, Vic just looks a lot better. Um, and I, I'm excited. I think that there's a lot to be excited about moving forward. Um, the last thing I want to hit, um, what are you kind of looking for against Philly? On Is that Friday? Is it Thursday or Friday when they play Philly? Cause it's, it's Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So uh, yeah. anything that's uh, that's kind of pertinent to you right now that you, you're looking for on Friday? Uh, well, I'm, I'm really hoping everybody's available. Yes, to that would be at least ideal. Play some, you know. I mean, it it's not a normal preseason where you can sit guys out because you know you got the double whammy of they literally play 
you know, in what nine days, almost eight now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and then they're doing new stuff, and so hopefully Miles will be not ill anymore and good to go, and and nobody else is is banged up and um, and you know against Philly, you know we we. I always feel like I played them tough just because of, you know, forcing turnovers and, and, um, against it, you know, especially Joel and B when they've had the, when they've gotten the better of them, that's what they've been able to do is pressure them and, and make them turn it over. Obviously they're a whole new team now, uh, yeah. a lot of different guys and, and, um, you know, going against them, you know, not fully loaded is going to be a bear, but um, I think, you know, both teams will probably, you know, maybe play the 20 to 25 minutes, I would think at most of the, of the main guys. So, um, so, you know, obviously a good time to see where they measure up and see if they incorporate anything a little different um, with those main guys. And then honestly, you know, seeing some of those bench guys and seeing who, who gets a little better because they've struggled out there. I know TJ McConnell, he's it kind of feels like he's in no man's land a little bit out there. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's not, he's not firing all the threes. And, and, um, and so that kind of, I, I would think where the defense knows that um, he's reticent to shoot it. Um, it's going to help him defend that group. And, it, and then it puts pressure on him to try and make, create stuff otherwise. So, um, I feel like he's been a little bit discombobulated considering how he normally plays and, and ignites things out there um, when you need it off the bench. So, um, but, um, you know, you know he's going to go to work and, and try and figure some things out. So, you know he'll be ready to play anyone from Philly. So, um, that's, I guess, what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think – Against Philly, I don't even know what I'd say I'm looking for. I mean, I think um, how they run a bench against Philly is going to be interesting. Just I think if Goga's not there, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll just see Small again because it's going to be preseason, so they're not going to worry about it too much. But um, yeah. it will be interesting to see how they match up size-wise because they, they have downsized a little bit, but they'll still have three guys who are 6'9 or taller, you know, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Um, if, I mean, if TJ and Miles are both out for that game, it'll be uh, interesting to see what Nate Bjorkman cooks up. Maybe he'll do something special. Maybe he won't because it's preseason, but, um, I don't know, regardless, like you were mentioning, I mean, it's the, the games against Philly. Um, I feel like they've been as close to feeling like a rivalry game as the Pacers have had in the last couple of years, just considering how the games normally tend to go. Um, but mm -hmm. that's just my opinion on that. I, I, I don't know. I think regardless, just. Getting, getting the same looks against a team that's obviously, you know, quite a bit better than the Cavaliers talent-wise, that'll be interesting to see um, how is Domas going to look playing against someone like Joel Embiid. Uh, you know, I mean, he actually com completely demolished Andre Drummond a couple times tonight, which is not anything new to be, complete, to, to, to be you know, completely honest. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We, we A lot to look forward to for Philly. And I think after I take a night on it and probably watch through a little bit more tomorrow, I'll have some more thoughts on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Tom, as always, this was fun. Uh, it's kind of awesome to be in the swing of the season again. We're, we're, we've got a lot to look forward to. We're getting uh, getting heated back up before, uh, before, before we're really covering regular season games. 
Yeah, I and mean, it's always nice to just like disregard a ten point loss. I mean, that's the yeah. best part about preseason. Yeah. So, <laughs> I but it feels agree. like we're getting there. We're getting close. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Uh, well, thank you, Tom, for all as always for joining. For everyone listening, thank you for listening. Uh, of course, if you uh, if you have social media, share this on social media: Facebook, Twitter. Tag us in it. Let us uh, let us know. That always uh, that helps us out. We always want to see this getting shared. We'd love to hear any questions, comments, feedback you have. Uh, let us know. Um, have a good rest of your day. Uh, try and survive the next couple of days without basketball. I, I know it's going to be a tough stretch for me. I'll be doing some draft scouting. Um, so it's it's not the same as watching uh, watching the Pacers play, Tom, but uh, it gets the job done. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, to, to everyone for Pacer Nation, have a good rest of your day. <laughs>